You're listening to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast with Jody Livingston, episode number 47. Welcome to the Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast, helping you survive and thrive in youth ministry. And now your host, Jody Livingston. Well, hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the show today. Thanks for tuning in and listening and making this podcast today a part of your Dave, if it's your first time checking out the podcast, welcome. Thanks for checking it out. And if you're coming on back, well, welcome back. You can find me on the Twitter sphere at, at Jody Livingston. That's J O D Y. And of course, over on the Facebook at The Longer Hall. All of the links and resources mentioned in today's episode you will be able to find at thelongerhall.com slash episode zero four. Seven. That's the longerhall.com slash episode zero four seven. So uh, solo episode today, just me chatting a bit. Had uh, lunch recently with a friend of mine, and we were talking about the idea of longevity and leaving, what it is that causes uh, youth pastors and student pastors to leave, and uh, just kind of out of that conversation, Kind of came up with about uh, uh, six things here that really, uh, when it comes down to it, what it is that kind of pushes you to the point that you are ready to step out and at least look for another position or or perhaps step out altogether. And so we're going to go over those six today. Really important because even if you're content and happy where you are, you will fall victim to these six things. And if you're not aware of them and not careful, they will slowly begin to push you out. And all of them ultimately lead to one thing, which is probably the reason that you'll leave and step out when you do. So we're going to tackle those today. Really important uh, topic for us and for you, whether you are in a situation that you currently absolutely love or whether you're in a situation where you're struggling a bit, I think you'll find today really helpful. Um, And so we'll jump in those six things here uh, today. If you enjoy the podcast, man, I'd appreciate it. Go ahead and subscribe so you make sure you get all the episodes as they come out. And of course, uh, always helpful and encouraging if you could head over and leave an honest review for the show. Thanks also to everybody who's supporting the show, whether that is through listening like you are right now or over on Patreon. Uh, either way, the show wouldn't exist if people didn't listen and if people didn't support. So I appreciate it and appreciate you coming and checking out the podcast today. So again, six really important things for us to tackle today. These are six things that you really, really have to be mindful of. So uh, with everything there said and out of the way, we'll jump in here to today's topic of these six things that are the causes for youth pastors leaving. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Okay, so like I said, we've got uh, six things to go over today. These are six causes of youth pastors, youth workers uh, leaving their position. So sometimes this means they're moving on to another position. Sometimes it, it could lead just to them stepping out of ministry altogether. And the first one is hurt from above. So this could be from a pastor or a supervisor, someone kind of above you. Sometimes this is intentional. Sometimes this is not. Sometimes this is sudden. 
and unexpected. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it happens over kind of a long period of time. But certainly we can experience from time to time hurt from above. This could look like a break in trust, or this could feel often like you've been betrayed a bit, or that uh, maybe you thought you had confidence and trust and you don't. Maybe they you expect or you feel like they should back your play on something and they don't. It could look a whole lot different in a whole lot of different scenarios, but ultimately the result is you end up hurt from someone above you. And this is pretty common, really, from what I hear and from what I see. I've certainly experienced it from time to time. And you can even experience this when you have a great relationship with your pastor or your supervisor. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in a situation where maybe the relationship is toxic or the relationship's not healthy. It could be a great relationship. It just comes about because there's hurt. And this is pretty par for the course with any relationship, right? I mean, you can experience this in a marriage. You can experience this in a friendship. Hurt from relationships is just kind of part of what it means to be in a relationship with somebody, whether that's a friendship, whether that's employment, whether that is uh, kind of pastor-to-pastor relationship or whatever. But when we're speaking about hurt from above, we're specifically addressing the fact that oftentimes you can be hurt from above. And for youth pastors, this can be uh, this can be pretty devastating, especially because what I find in a lot of youth pastors is an expectation or a hope, at least, a desire that their pastor, senior pastor, supervising pastor, uh, whoever it is above them, would almost serve as kind of a mentor to them, or that at least they would they would invest in them. Which, as I've talked about before, in a lot of cases, in fact, I think in all many cases, it's kind of unrealistic because you know how much you have on your plate trying to invest in people, and your sphere of influence or your focus is generally smaller than probably the one above you. And so sometimes it's just unrealistic to expect or think that, that they could do that because they're also trying to pastor and shepherd others. Now, some guys or some pastors um, are better at this than others. For some of them, this is kind of in their wheelhouse or something they enjoy. So that you may be in a situation where that's taking place, but oftentimes it's not. And so sometimes my point here is this, that sometimes this hurt from above can be active or passive, right? It can be active in the sense that they've done something to hurt you, or it can be passive in the sense that you thought you were going to have something that didn't. Either way, the result is that you end up hurt. And hurt, man, it, it can be devastating. It's it's not just discouraging. Um, it it just it, it can be really difficult to walk through. And so, you know, one of the things I would say here is it's really important that you have a good relationship with your pastor. And that's not all on your pastor, or that's not all on your supervisor. So I've written about this and talked about this before of reasons why you probably don't have a good relationship with your pastor, if you don't. Uh, I'll link to that in the show notes. But you want to strive to have a good relationship. uh, And then recognize that sometimes hurt isn't intentional. Sometimes it's not intentional. It just kind of happens. Sometimes it's misunderstanding. Sometimes Sometimes it's a different perspective. Sometimes, I mean, it can be caused by a lot of things, but it's not always intentional. In fact, I would think most of the time it's probably not. Sometimes for sure it could be, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but I think for the most part, it's probably not. It doesn't really matter though when you're on the receiving end, right? I mean, hurt is hurt. So being hurt from above 
can certainly be something that would bring about uh, you desiring or thinking about leaving. Um, and so hurt from above would be the first one. The second one here would be hurt from below. So hurt from below could be hurt from in the in the in the conversation of youth ministry could be just experiencing hurt from parents or from students. Something maybe that they say or something that they do. Maybe you feel like they went behind your back or maybe you feel like, you know, maybe they're just they've said hurtful things or they've treated you unfairly or uh, or, you know, a billion other scenarios and situations. But hurt from below can almost feel worse than hurt from above. Because generally, when we're talking about hurt from below, we're talking about people that you are investing in and people that you are striving to minister to that ultimately bring about hurt. And look, when we read scripture, we see this over and over and over and over that those underneath, often those times, those that we are trying to shepherd and those that we are trying to uh, minister to can often bring about the most hurt. I mean, we don't have to look too far into Scripture to see this take place, right? I mean, we we can look at Moses as a great example for this. Continually, over and over and over, the people of Israel, as Moses is leading them, they continue to do things that hurt him. And he's continued to be grieved for them, and yet he continues to have to go stand kind of in the gap for them. And so we see this over in Scripture, whether we're talking Old Testament with Moses, we could look at the prophet Jeremiah. We, I mean, we could look at so many examples in Scripture before we even get to the Gospels and see all the things that the disciples do underneath Jesus in that. We get to the New Testament even further, we can look at the Apostle Paul, and we see that all of these people that Paul is investing in continually bring about hurt towards him. And so we can look at the churches that he writes to as in the letter of 1 Corinthians, for example, or we could see, like, really one of the one of the most heartbreaking things to me, passages in Scripture, is to look at, at the very end of Paul's letter of uh, 2 Timothy. So it's right towards the end of his life. And, and what we find there is that all of these people, several of these people that we have seen mentioned along the way who ministered alongside Paul and were recipients of his ministry, when, when he comes down to the very end, they've all left him. And some have forsaken and walked away from the faith altogether. And so if we're seeing this happen in Scripture, certainly we can be recipients of this as well. And often, again, we're ministering to these people. We're trying to stand in the gap. We're desiring to see something profoundly uh, amazing happen in our life. We're wanting the Lord to step in, and we're wanting the gospel to transform. And when that uh, doesn't seem to be reciprocated, appreciated, or often uh, it's twisted, or uh, things are done, whether intentionally or unintentionally, passively or not, or actively, um, that hurt from underneath, man, it, it can be devastating. Because our ministries, it's not a job that we just go and do, right? It's something very personal to us, that this is something that it's a part of us, and often others don't necessarily recognize that or see that. And so not only can you be hurt from above, but you can also be hurt from below. And so uh, the first thing they're hurt from above, second would be being hurt from below. The third would just be um, a difficult circumstance, just that you go through an incredibly difficult circumstance. And so if you've, if you've been around the blog, if you've listened to the podcast or you've read the blog much, you'll know that one of the things that I talk about here are these benchmarks or seasons of youth ministry. And depending on where you are, 
you're going to experience uh, these seasons, and, and there's a cycle here that takes place. So generally speaking, somewhere between year two and, uh, and year three, so uh, either during year two or during year three, you're going to experience just an incredibly difficult circumstance. Sometimes it comes from above, sometimes it comes from below, sometimes it's self-inflicted. It could be a lot of things. You sometimes see it coming and sometimes you don't. But it's always going to happen. And many times, this is where we start to see uh, guys step out. We see a lot of people at that point say, you know, this is this is enough. It's not going to get better. Or this all this is all that I can handle. And at that point, they start to step out. And and so recognizing and knowing that this is coming is really really important. And recognizing that on the other side of that, it gets better is also really really important. So you can just about expect that somewhere every two to three years, you're going to see and experience this. Uh, it doesn't just happen once. It happens over and over. But beyond it, things generally improve significantly. And if you're going to stay anywhere and have any lasting impact or influence, you're just going to have to learn that difficult circumstances come and you navigate through them. And it gets easier. It gets better, particularly when you know that they're coming. And so difficult circumstances can certainly bring about a desire for you to step out and to go and start looking somewhere else. Um, so the first is hurt from above. The second is hurt from below. The third is difficult circumstances. And, and look, let me say this about difficult circumstances too. Sometimes it's not even within the ministry itself. It could also, this could also be personal. This could be something within your family. This could be, you know, it could be uh, something within yourself individually but certainly difficult circumstances uh, come about. And what happens here often with these first three is that out of the outset of those, the result of these is this feeling of hopelessness in the sense that you don't feel like it'll get better, that this is as good as it's ever going to get. And that is really what begins to churn the desire then for you to go and step out. And that brings us to number four, which is kind of what we'll call greener grass. You look around, you see other ministries, you start comparing a little more, another opportunity comes up or presents itself, you hear about or find another opportunity, and it looks better. It just seems like a better opportunity, a better uh, place for your family. Maybe it seems like you'll be better provided for, better cared for, whatever. Generally speaking, what I find here is that whatever it is that the hurt that's causing the hurt or the difficult circumstance when you begin looking around and you see something that seems to be the opposite in that situation. So if you feel like you've been hurt from above and you find a situation where it seems like you'd have a lot of support from above, then that would be greener grass. If you feel like you're being hurt from below and you, you're looking around, you see a situation where it seems like that may be better, then that leads you to the greener grass as well. But Or difficult circumstance and you look around and you feel like this is you won't have to deal with that in this situation, then that also leads you there. The problem is that you don't know the whole context or the situation. And so all that you're seeing and hearing, generally speaking, is their best, which is really all they're seeing about you if you're applying for positions or looking for a church as well. Nobody gives a reference that's going to be terrible, right? And so you're, you're, it's an unfair comparison. It's the best of what you see ahead with the reality of what you're in. And what will happen so many times is that you'll step into that new place and then about a year in, sometimes sooner, sometimes later, a year and a half, but for sure at that two-year mark, all of a sudden you realize that 
the same people are here. They just have different names, right? Same type of folks, same type of situations. Uh, many times are still present, and that the grass wasn't as greener as 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 green as you thought it was, and the cycle begins to repeat. And so you've got hurt from above, you have hurt from below, the difficult circumstances, and those three lead to hopelessness, which is probably the real reason that you'll step out. And then number four was greener grass. Number five is burnout, right? And so this is super common in the sense that you run and you run and you run and you do and you do and you do until you just can't run or do anymore. And you move to a place where you're just not healthy. Um, I have been there uh, several times and I've been really close, even within the last year or so, um, just taking on way, way too much. And sometimes we bring this on ourselves. One of the ways, one of the areas or the ways that I see this happen a lot is when you go, uh, when someone takes a new position. So that first six months there, you don't really have a ton to do usually because you're still trying to figure out the context that you're in. You're trying to figure out who is who and what exactly is going on so that you can begin to kind of uh, make the changes that you feel like need to be made. So what happens a lot, because you don't have a lot to do, you feel this pressure to still bring value to the table to make it uh, worth it so that, that people look and they see you know, that you're the right person for the fit for that job. You're a good fit and you're, you know, you're the one to make it happen. And so what happens is you begin taking on a lot of little smaller things that aren't necessarily in your job description or under your responsibilities, but maybe it's some things that you enjoy, or maybe it's some things that you're just naturally good at, or maybe it's something that no one else knows how to do, but you do. So you take on a lot of these little things, which is fine at that point. But then later, the ministry of side of things begins to catch up with you. And so all of a sudden now you're a year in and things are starting to really pick up steam. Now you know who's who. Now you know what's what. And so the reality of the responsibility that you're uh, most definitely responsible for begins to mount. But guess what? Those small things that you've picked up along the way and kind of taken responsibility for, those things don't haven't really gone away. And you're going to have a hard time trying to convince at that point people that it needs to go away. And so now you've just totally swamped yourself and it was self-inflicted, right? But sometimes it's just expectations that the expectations of those that you're ministering to are just unrealistic or you're just running too crazy. You're not guarding yourself. Most of the time when I talk to youth pastors, when I talk to folks who are experiencing burnout, it's almost always self-inflicted. And, and we can try to justify that and point to others. But ultimately, you know, we're not guarding our rest. We're not using our time wisely. We're not really using volunteers or teams well. We're not delegating well. We're not really leading. We're just doing. And because of that, we end up burning out. And then we just step away from everything altogether. And no one's really getting our best. And uh, it's not a healthy situation for us. And it's not a healthy situation for those that we're ministering to either. And burnout, so burnout can be really, really dangerous. And we've talked about this before. Aaron Hellman came on and talked about this uh, a little bit. And when we were talking about ministering to busy teens, we talked a little bit about this when it when it comes to ministering to uh, to ourselves. And then Justin Knowles 
was uh, just on the podcast recently talking about kind of downshifting a bit when you're heading towards that. And so, you know, they're, 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 we all, I guess my point is we all experience this at one point or another. And so we just have to be constantly reminded, build some accountability in, have some honest conversations and, uh, and be aware of the pace that we're running. And so uh, Wayne Cordero has a great book on this called Leading on Empty. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. So if you feel like you are running close to the ragged edge here on burnout, I'd highly recommend you picking up Leading on Empty by Wayne Cordero. Super easy read. Uh, very, 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 very helpful uh, book on that. So, you know, this, this burnout, though, can be disastrous. And sometimes the hurt and the difficult circumstance, trying to push through those and not really deal with those can also lead to burnout. And so, you know, we want to make sure that uh, that that is a legitimate uh, reality, that we're walking and listening to others and that we are being mindful of ourselves in, in, in that whole process. And then the sixth thing uh, is, is just, I'll just call it competence in the sense that, you know, sometimes just being better at what you're doing, learning and growing and how to lead people better, learning and growing how to minister to people better, learning and growing how to counsel people better, learning and growing how to prepare a message and teach better or how to plan events better and actually carry them out. Um, I just see a lot of uh, people who don't really, I see a lot of youth pastors, youth leaders, honestly, who don't continue to try to grow. They just kind of deal with what they have they don't really posture themselves as a learner. And this is particularly, I think, dangerous today in our culture and context, because for the large part, you can almost purchase many, many elements of doing youth ministry. And you're not really having to grow in it necessarily because you're just kind of buying uh, all of the all of it done, pre-done for you. And, and look, there are some things that absolutely that's fine and that's worth it and it's super helpful. And there are times and contexts where maybe that's better than others, but we always want to be learning and growing. And so it, it could also be in this that you just kind of grow to to a certain point or you lead to a certain point, you serve to a certain point, and the ministry may be growing, and it just kind of grows to a point that you're just not going to be the person to take it to the next level. And we hate to admit that, um, but but it happens. It does happen at times. And, and I think, you know... We have to be honest and reflect back on ourselves and evaluate clearly uh, and to see what that looks like. I think in most cases, though, we can grow beyond. If we continue to grow, we utilize volunteers well, we maximize our strengths and serve within our strengths and recruit folks who are stronger in areas that maybe we're not in, and we just continually seek to be a learner. That's one of the reasons why in every podcast episode, I always ask, or uh, the guest, or if it's like this, where it's a solo episode, I'm always giving you resources because I want you to continue to grow. I want you to continue to learn. Um, and it's really important that you do so. It, it's really important that you are constantly posturing yourself and your heart in such a way that you're wanting to continually improve. And look, not just in the how-tos of ministry, but just personally as grow at growing. You know, growing in your own personal study, growing in your own personal faith, growing in your ability to lead as a parent or as a spouse, 
learning just how to how to be better in uh, just be a better believer, be a better person, not just always a better pastor or a better leader. Uh, but certainly competence can cost you a lot. If you are not leading well, or you're not really being um, faithful to the position, or you're not competent in the position, sometimes you don't have to step out. You can be asked to step out. And and so it's really important that you're growing and learning and trying to improve and become more and more competent and more and more successful in how you're pastoring, how you're leading, how you're shepherding those uh, those students underneath you or the families or the leaders or the volunteers there. And even on a broader sense, because many times in youth ministry, we find ourselves in dual role or triple role or quadruple role or a whole bunch of things. And so being able to do those things and to do them well is really, really, really important. So let me run back through these six one more time. Uh, one is hurt from above. Two is hurt from below. Um, and I, I have a friend who tells me a lot that we're called to love all the sheep. Some are just more difficult to love than others. And man, that is so true, right? That is so true. I had a situation recently where um, I was just kind of dealing with a lot. And uh, I texted him and said, man, some sheep make it really hard to love to love them. And he, he sent me uh, just a really quick text of a, of a YouTube video of, uh, of a hilarious video. I feel guilty watching it because... The shepherd just gets absolutely obliterated by his sheep in the video, but I it's so funny. I can't stop laughing at laughing at it. So I'll I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, just because uh, it's one to to kind of stick in the old Evernote file when you're feeling a little overwhelmed or like you're getting run over a bit. It's always it's good to have to go back and look at on that. So hurt from above, hurt from below, uh, difficult circumstances, which all those three can lead to this feeling of hopelessness, like things won't improve or things won't get better, which generally, in my experience, is not necessarily the case. It's just kind of what we convince ourselves of. That has us start looking for number four, which is the greener grass, which, uh, you know, isn't always as green as it looks. So it's really important that we prayerfully seek that. Sometimes the Lord is in that leading, and sometimes it's just us running um, from where we are. So Forage greener grass. Fifth is burnout and just uh, making sure that we're pacing ourselves well. And then number six here is competence. And generally, you know, around some of those, and, and sometimes you can be dealing with a combination of a lot of these things, but uh, one of these six things or, or a combination of these six things ultimately kind of brings about um, us starting to look to step out and, and youth pastors leaving. And, uh, and, it, and it seems to cycle whatever happens once you you you'll tend to experience over and over again and so breaking that cycle is really important recognizing those seasons is really really important and recognizing these six things in particular is really really important um, as well so hopefully as you're evaluating and looking at your own ministry you can sit here and kind of uh, as you go through the list and see kind of where you are you know are one of these uh, kind of something that you're dealing with are you dealing with hurt from above or hurt from below are you experiencing some burnout in there? Are you just going through some difficult circumstances right now? Are you looking around at some greener pastures and uh, and greener grass, and it just seems like, hey, that's a much better situation than I'm in? Uh, or, you know, maybe you're not, you've kind of settled in and you've grown complacent and you're not really improving and growing in your competence and your ability to, to be more effective as a pastor, as a leader, uh, as a shepherd. And, and so uh, as you're looking through these, evaluate these, see kind of where you are, in and through that, 
Again, I'll link to all of these things, these resources we've mentioned through here um, as we as we've gone through this. And and uh, particularly, I would I would say yeah, if you haven't already, go back and listen or read the, uh, the there's a podcast episode on seasons of ministry. There's a, a blog post on um, the benchmarks in youth ministry. Really, really good. Just identifying uh, certain things that you're going to deal with as you're moving along your ministry, uh, heading towards uh, serious longevity in one location, in one position. Uh, and then also, you know, why youth uh, pastors leave around the two to three year mark. Um, I think that's very, very true. These six things often play into that as well. And then a uh, great interview, podcast interview on uh, when youth pastors leave too soon or too often, I think is what that is. And um, I'll link to all those in the show notes. Really helpful. The Wayne Cordero book is great when it comes to uh, struggling with burnout and some helpful, really helpful practical stuff. And he shares really honestly and personally kind of from his experience in that um, in and through that. So all those will be linked in the show notes. You can find those at thelongerhall.com slash episode 047, thelongerhall.com slash 047. Uh, we'll all be there for you. And again, if you're enjoying the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it. If you find it helpful, subscribe to it so you get them as they come out. If you have a few minutes to go and leave an honest review, that's really helpful for me, just encouraging to me. Uh, as well. Again, thanks for all those who support the show. And if you're not on the mailing list, make sure you jump on that um, as well so you can get all the behind the scenes goodies along the way. So anyway, a little shorter episode today, but those six things I think are really helpful. I think they're important for you to recognize, particularly when you find yourself dealing with them. A lot of times it's easy to feel like you're the only one, and I promise you, you're not. Um, What you're doing is worth it. And uh, beyond that, you're making much more of a difference or an impact than you often feel that you are. So thank you so much for all you do there with the students and families that you serve. Thanks for being a part of The Longer Hall and for listening today. We'll catch you in the next episode. And until then, give them Jesus. Thanks for listening to The Longer Hall Youth Ministry Podcast at www.thelongerhall.com.